Hello, and welcome to another special episode of Your New Puppies podcast. So this one I am doing because I have been getting a lot of questions about separation anxiety during COVID-19. You know, why we're all staying at home. It's pretty fantastic that we get to spend all this extra time with our dogs, but I've had listeners and students and clients reach out who are concerned about their dogs developing separation anxiety for when things do start to open up and we do start leaving our homes again and maybe you even have to go back to work. And it's a valid concern, especially if you have a younger puppy who is just starting to learn how to be separate from you when we all of a sudden all had to be staying at home Or maybe you've adopted your puppy or your dog during this time and they've never been alone, so you're really not sure how they're going to handle it. This is not the first time I've talked about separation anxiety. It is very closely linked to crate training. In fact, I have an entire episode dedicated to how to prevent and treat minor separation anxiety, and that's episode 22. So... I'm not going to go into a lot of detail that I go into there. I'm just going to talk about the specific things that you can be doing now to help ease them into you leaving the house and going back to work. Because I think what's happening, the reason why this is coming up now, because this has always been an issue for dog owners, especially puppy owners, because, you know, Dogs don't come to us knowing how to be alone. Every single dog has some form of discomfort with being alone. And because they live in our human world, we have to teach them how to be alone. And a lot of times it happens naturally for us. Like when we're crate training, when they're first puppies and we're home with them and we're potty training them, it's really obvious because a lot of times we can't even leave the room without them like barking and crying and whining. But we have to teach them, I know it's uncomfortable to be alone, but it's okay. And the only way to teach them that is to let them experience it. And the only way for us to communicate that it's okay is to not react to their whining, right? So I think this is becoming, I guess, more amplified now is because beforehand, even though, yes, we would see it, especially when there were puppies, just the way our lives were structured, we kind of had to rip the Band-Aid off sometimes because, well, we had to go to work or we had that school event or we had, you know, a dinner plans or a family wedding to go to. We're not doing any of that right now. So there's no natural rhythm to our life that is teaching our puppy you got to be alone sometimes and kind of forces us into it. So instead, we're home with our dog, which I mean, come on, if there is a bright side to this, like that's a bright side. But if you already had a dog that was struggling with separation, or as I mentioned before, maybe you don't even know because you haven't been separated from them, then that's a concern right now. So let's talk about the specific things you can do in this current environment and what we should be trying to do. Because essentially, when it comes down to it, We just have to leave our dog alone intentionally and be really diligent about not responding to their barking, their whining, their anxiety. So before I go forward, I always like to mention 
that true separation anxiety is actually very rare. What we call separation anxiety, which has become like a commonly used term, it's really just a reaction to being alone. Okay, so let's talk about the situation where you've had the dog for a while, but maybe you're concerned about the fact that they've gotten too used to you being around. And there's a concern that when you go back to work or even when things just start opening up, you naturally start leaving the house, then you are just going to pick a few times a week where you intentionally leave the house. You got to find reasons to go, even if it's a drive around the block or maybe a walk around the park. I know maybe that's somewhere you would usually take your dog, but, you know, a couple times a week, if you know that your dog at one point was okay with being alone, then that should be enough just to keep it going, just to make sure that they're still okay with it. They know, okay, my human's leaving and they're going to come back. You know, like one day, maybe it's 10 minutes. Another day, you leave for 30 minutes. Another day, you're gone for two and a half hours, which, again, I understand sometimes that's difficult because there aren't many places to go or or maybe you're not safe leaving your house. But something else you can do is... If it's possible to have your dog stay in one place, especially if it's a puppy, they're in their crate, or and if they're potty trained, maybe it's a pen, and you leave them there and you go upstairs and watch a movie or read a book or something that can take an hour or two, you know, to, for those longer periods of time if you are not leaving the house at all. Now, let's say that you've gotten your puppy or your dog during this time and they've just never been alone, so you don't even know. Well, you're going to do the same thing. You're just going to go a little slower, especially if it's a puppy. Just simply using their crate will help. In fact, that's always the first step because if you are a new puppy owner or if you've ever been a new puppy owner, you know, you know, at first when you put them in the crate and just walk out of the room, or if you're just 10 feet away from the crate, that's where they start to whine and bark. Even if you've made their crate the most wonderful place in the world, like this is still going to happen because it isn't about their crate. It's about being separated from you. And again, I think what's happening is when we're home, it's so much easier for us to inadvertently reward that behavior and reinforce it. So I think that's why it's happening even more now because there aren't those moments where we completely leave the house. We don't have a choice. We're not reinforcing it. So the puppy's naturally learning that their whining and barking isn't working. But if we're in the house, we can pop back in. We can accidentally like turn our head when all of a sudden they squeal real loud because it catches our attention. Um, so we, you really, really have to be diligent about not reinforcing it. COVID-19 or not, this is always the place you start anyway. They're in the crate, you're in the room with them, right? The best time to do this is when they're super tired and they're empty. And they might whine, you let them whine it out, right? And then you test it with you out of the room. And then simple things like grabbing your keys, walking out the door, coming right back in going to the mailbox, taking a walk down the block, sitting on your front porch on a nice sunny day for 10 minutes, and work your way up to being gone for an hour, or doing that 
thing if you go upstairs and watch a movie. So you're out of the puppy's sight line and they're given the illusion that nobody's home for a couple hours. You build up to that. So your job is actually a little easier because you can do the smaller things that are going to really have a nice effect. And the point to this is that we need to be doing this intentionally. We need to work our dogs back up to being alone for longer periods of time. Now, there's only so much we can do right now. Even if you do everything right, even if you do all the things we talked about, there's still probably going to be an adjustment period for your dog. Maybe you see him regress in some behaviors like, you know, being left alone. Maybe there's some destructive behaviors. Maybe potty training goes back a little bit. And that's okay. I mean, obviously, it'll probably be frustrating in the moment, but just know that they do, they will have to adjust, but they will. I've actually seen this a bunch of times even before all of this, where a family will get a puppy over the summer because maybe everybody's home more, especially the kids. So everybody has more time which is a great idea, but then we have to know that in September, when everybody goes back to their normal schedule and goes back to school, there's sometimes this adjustment period where the dog has a little bit of trouble, and that's okay. We just have to see them through that, deal with the behaviors in the moment, and know that our dogs will adjust, and they'll do it really quickly. Our dogs are incredibly adaptable. You know, they're more adaptable than we would ever be. They'll have less trouble with you going back to work than we did when everything all of a sudden shut down. So we can definitely take advantage of the fact that things are going to be opening up slowly. And you can also call in a local pet sitter or daycare to help with this transition, even if you only use them for a couple months, you know, depending on how quickly your schedule is going to change. Okay, so I mean, a lot of this was, you know, kind of obvious, but sometimes when you're in it, you're not, you know, and you're not sure if these simple things are what you should be doing. Well, you know what? These simple things are exactly what you should be doing. You do what you can, just like we've been doing with everything during all of this, and just sit down and think of things short and long that you can maybe leave the house for and leave the dog alone or just go in the backyard for a while or go upstairs for a while. So again, the podcast episode, episode 22, How to Prevent and Treat Separation Anxiety has more information on this, um, especially if your dog is showing um, minor signs. I also talk about it a little bit in episode 28 when I talk about five reasons to use the crate when you're home because separation anxiety is one of those reasons. I hope this podcast episode finds you still healthy and safe. I will be speaking with you soon. Bye for now.